Hi, everyone. This is Scott Cantrell, founder of the Consulting with Authority podcast. I wanted to kind of break away from our normal uh, routine with the podcast and do a special deep dive session with a strategic partner and friend of mine, Bill Keller of Staffing Global. Uh, what Bill has done with his organization and his firm and in terms of the value he's bringing, I thought would be especially appropriate in this uh, post-pandemic world as we move out of the pandemic and even into future years, I think the model that he's developed is really, really intriguing for companies and organizations of all sizes. And I think it will, I think it'll be enlightening for everyone to hear what he's doing, how he's doing it, especially if you're trying to achieve optimal performance with your workforce, with your, with your team. At the same time, you're trying to uh, maximize the profitability of your organization. So with that, I want to welcome uh, Bill Keller. Bill, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Scott. It's uh, great to be here today. Awesome. Awesome. So, Bill, I just want to kind of begin our conversation with having you kind of just briefly tell your story about how you got to where you are as founder and president of Staffing Global, this this sort of uh, uh, very refreshing uh, business model. I know you've had a different milestones in your career, so maybe you can briefly touch on those and how they led you here. Well, I'll, I'll kind of take a step back. Uh, one of the first things out of college, I actually never finished college. I didn't have enough money to go back to school. So my father said, hey, would you like to start a business? So uh, I had a plan to start a company. I was a little naive when I was that young and said, oh, a couple of years, we'll have this thing going, you know, right. we'll sell it for a lot of money and uh, move on. But 13 years later, I'd gotten an education to make Harvard seem uh, cheap by the time I was through. <laughs> um, and I was in manufacturing during that time in uh, building log homes and log cabins. We had a large manufacturing facility, but it was very difficult to get away. And uh, getting on vacation was very difficult. And so I wanted to try to, when I moved out of that, move into something different, into something new, where I would have the freedom to do what I felt I was called to do and do it where I wanted to do it. And so I read a couple books that were very influential for me. Uh, one of them was The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Highly recommended. I think even though it's probably over 10 years old, still very applicable today. So if somebody's really interested in working differently, a uh, book I would highly recommend. The other is The World is Flat uh, by a guy named Thomas Friedman. And it just started to open my eyes to a world that I had never even heard of or thought about working with people all over the world remotely. And so uh, through that process, I started uh, another marketing company, which I still own, and started using remote staff to, to run the company. And so that I could run the company from anywhere in the world. And I take, you know, three months to go work in Costa Rica or other places in the world. And it really provided for my lifestyle that I was looking for. But people were kind of asking, how do you do this? You know, because yeah. most people, again, like I was before, tied to my business, I could get away for a week or maybe two. And then I was always on the phone, even when I was away. And how are you doing this? And, and can we tap into these resources, too? And that's when I uh, opened uh, Staffing Global to help other companies to be able to tap into these global resources so they could experience the success and the lifestyle that they were looking for. Uh, yeah, uh, excellent. And it, it really is interesting. Um, uh, I can relate a little bit to the, uh, you know, the best education is a real world education, right? Uh, and so I definitely can relate to that. And, and just hearing the milestones, it makes perfect sense how you got to, to this place where you are with Staffing Global. So to that end, kind of going down that, that line of thinking, tell us a little bit about the current employment trends. Now, obviously, <laughs> What we're experiencing now when we're recording this coming out of the pandemic 
is similar, but quite different to what even the world looked like before the pandemic. The pandemic kind of, not kind of, it absolutely upset the apple cart, got people thinking in new ways, got people trying to solve problems in creative ways. Um, obviously, you know, different economic segments have, have exploded while other economic uh, segments have been decimated and are just slowly now coming back. But talk a, l- a little bit about the employment trends that you're seeing in the marketplace that kind of um, that are that are driving hiring decisions and helping people maybe think in a new way. Well, I, I think there's a couple things that I'm seeing. One, when people are finding they can work remotely, so now talent is getting great talent is getting pulled to the highest paying places in the country, which is typically the large cities. So we're experiencing with our clients who some of them are quite large and might have 600 employees or more, but they're having a hard time getting people because they're getting pulled, even though they might not need, the employee might need, might not need to move. They're getting pulled to some of these larger companies or California or other places that have these incredibly high wages and our people are having a hard time to compete. So one, we're seeing a lot of upward pressure we're seeing a lot of people that just don't even have the skills, even if they wanted to. We're just not making or educating enough engineers, scientists, you know, accountants, people that want to go into some of what I might see the harder fields or the STEM fields, math fields. Right. And so it's hard to even find some of those people. So we're seeing that upward push on wages. Um, the other thing is, is people say, well, why don't you just pay more? And that would, you know. Yes, you can always do that. But the fact of the matter is we live in a global work. We live in a global world. And so we have people in industries, let's say for accounting, that do do audit work. Mm -hmm. Well, the people that are getting these audits done, they don't want to pay for the audits, right? Because the audit really doesn't help them. It's just a, a regulatory thing that they need to pay for. And so they have to go with sometimes the lowest cost bid or want to go with the lowest cost person. And so it puts a lot of pressure to basically have a a line of business for an accounting firm that might not be profitable, but it's difficult because you don't want to give that line of business up. And so they're trying to find unique ways in which they can still maintain that business and at the same time is make it more profitable and keep the people that they do have. And so all of these trends are coming kind of coming into play all at once where it's like this perfect storm where wages are going up. There's not enough uh, actual people to do the work. And there's also getting pressure on their profitability or pressure, cost pressure as well. And so those are some of the major trends that we're seeing right now. Yep. I mean, it's a classic supply and demand problem, except now completely focused on in the labor and, and workforce. Um, and I know regardless of industry, uh, at least in my world, all the clients, the vast majority of clients that I serve are experiencing that in some shape, form or fashion. It might be a direct um, effect or it might be an indirect effect. You know, they're, they're catching the ripples of the supply and demand uh, issue in the labor force. So one thing I wanted to talk about was this sort of core philosophy or core approach and model that Staffing Global has, this idea called hybrid staffing. Can you sort of define it and then maybe most importantly describe why that is often an optimal approach for many organizations? Well, 
I would say here's what hybrid staffing is. It's trying to take the best of all worlds and bring them together to provide the greatest amount of synergy, energy, and performance all in one, in one place. And so most people have staff domestically. Um, a lot of times now through the pandemic, they're even getting remote staff, but that remote staff might just be five or 10 miles away. Sometimes they move further away. But once you can start to work on that remote staff, we can start to then pull from a much larger group of people all over the world. And that's where the magic starts to happen, because we can start to use what something in that book I talked about, the four hour work week, he talks about something called geo arbitrage. When there is a different cost of living somewhere else in the world, and we can take advantage of that to basically bring us a total overall lower cost by also bringing in great team members from around the world that are highly educated, highly motivated, and add to our team to provide even better service. So this is what the hybrid model is all about, is looking at your organization, finding you know, what positions might be able to be done remotely, what positions would be good to to outsource, or I shouldn't say, we actually use an insourcing model and we can potentially get into that. It's a little di bit different than outsourcing. And what positions could be moved overseas or some other place or remotely? And what benefit is that going to bring? And then how do we pull it all together mm -hmm. as we use uh, the term synergy where one plus one actually equals three? How do we pull that all together so that we get the greatest amount of lift and the greatest amount of profitability for our company? But in addition to that, one of the other things is because they think this is all about profit and this is all just for the company, for the owners, or for your stockholders, and that's just not the case. What we're finding is once we do this correctly, where we're finding the best people from around the world, the, the people that are working for us domestically actually get more value out of this because they get to do more of what they're really good at. Wow. Yeah. And so huh. they can actually get paid more in an outsourcing environment because they can do more what brings do more of what brings more value to the company and therefore they can get paid more. And so if done well, it helps everybody in the process, the owners of the company, the domestic employees of the company, the overseas employees of the company, and ultimately the customers of the company as well. Right. And so we're really focused on making sure that we benefit all parties involved in the process, not to the exclusion of one that we're taking advantage of one part of uh, the world or one, you know, of employees so that the owners can benefit. Everybody has to benefit. And what we're finding is it's working. Yeah, I, I think that's phenomenal. And, and I hadn't even, it, it seems counterintuitive, right? That uh, what you mentioned about the domestic team, the on-site team, uh, when you bring on remote workers, I guess, whether they're domestic or international, but the on-site team can actually, it, because their capacity is freed up to do higher value things, things they probably want to be doing, they could even make more money, but also bring more value to the company. They're more satisfied, more fulfilled. That seems, uh, it, it's not, it's one of those uh, very obvious results when it's articulated, but not something that I would have uh, uh, thought of um, just looking from an outsider looking in, you, you talk about insourcing versus outsourcing. Maybe just go ahead and uh, take 30 seconds or so and describe um, the, the difference and maybe the importance of the difference between those two strategies. 
I would say outsourcing is where you're taking one of your departments or, or one of your processes and just basically handing it over to mm-hmm. somebody else. They're doing it and then giving you back a result. I see. And if your process is very well defined, that can be great, you know, and that can work very well. But oftentimes you lose a lot of control in that process. And if it's defined well enough and you have the proper objectives and the proper, you know, SOPs, everything can work out perfectly in that world. Um, But for a lot of companies, they, one, don't want to give up control. And two, they don't really have all the documentation and they don't have everything locked down as much as they might need to. So what we really feel is this is an insourcing process where we find the right candidate. They actually come and work inside your organization um, under your direction. So you never lose that control, but you get the benefits of the overseas worker. And at the same time is we also provide outside support for you to be able to help you to be able to manage and to be able to get the greatest amount of value. So we tried to figure out what is the best way to do this so that because most people aren't comfortable giving away the control. Right. Um, but at the same time, is they're not experienced necessarily managing uh, people remotely or overseas. Sure. And so we come alongside them and support them in that process while they get the control that they need and uh, the work done in an efficient and effective manner. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. That's good. Um, talk a little bit about um, the common myths that often executives or leaders may have related to this concept of bringing on or insourcing remote workers. I know there's some common misconceptions that people have. I won't even say that I was, um, you know, I think I was uh, um, one of those folks too, until we started having conversations and me learning more about your model. I think I had some of those, you know, preconceived notions as well. So maybe talk about, about them and what the reality is. Well, I always love this because, you know, when I tell people what I do and I, you know, I have staffing overseas or I do outsourcing in countries like India or Pakistan or Bangladesh and they like, they kind of look at you. They generally don't say it. It's like, oh, so you've decided to take advantage of people overseas. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they, they don't understand. Nothing can be further from the truth. I go over there. I visit them. I go to these people's homes. I've been to their weddings. You know, I, you know, I, I, I celebrate their birthdays with them. They're like family family to me. And, you know, you know, I have a twofold mission in life. And one of them is to provide opportunities. And the second is to help people to grow. Mm -hmm. And no matter where I do that, whether it's here or overseas, uh, one of the reasons I work overseas is I think I can make an outsized difference overseas more so than I can here in the States. Um, So that's why I love working overseas, but it's not about taking advantage of them. In fact, you know, I want to make sure that they have the opportunities that a lot of people here in the States don't get that are just kind of common here that, uh, and sometimes those are not just monetary opportunities. I I work with them and try to, um, you know, help them to grow. And uh, I see a lot of books on your shelf. I'm recommending books and helping them work through materials and, and be a mentor to them. And so, it's not about taking advantage. It's about partnering together. And, you know, I get work from them, they get paid, they get other benefits. And it's really this, uh, you know, beautiful type of partnership. And, and that's what I want to bring to other people and to our clients. Um, so that's one myth. You need to get around the fact that we're taking advantage. That That's just, from my perspective, 
do people do that? Absolutely. But, you know, people take advantage of people here in the United States. We're not, it's not exclusive to us. So, you know, but that's really not what we're about. And it's done correctly. It it benefits all. So then I would say the other thing is, is because of people equate, often take equate language or um, some sort of accent with people being uneducated. Mm. And I don't think that that is a fair assumption. (laughs) And also it's from our perspectives, the people that we work with are highly educated, highly motivated. Some people speak English and you wouldn't know them that they were different from your neighbor next door. Some of them will have an accent, but if you think about how most people are working today, the phone is not the primary, you know, course uh, or, or way that we're interacting. It's, yeah. it's via, uh, for the most part, email in a business setting. Sure. And in that way, there is no accent. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding is that accent, um, we we try to make sure that we we account for that because we look and say, is how much calling are they going to need to do? You know, how much do we want to pay for somebody with a better, you know, or less of an accent? What we would call an MTI or mother tongue influence. Um, and we help you to manage all those processes to get the greatest amount of value uh, for the least amount of cost. And but, you know, that's a, I think the other thing is people think you're going to get lower quality. And I just don't think that that's the case. Actually, when I moved for my marketing business, moved my accounting overseas, it was the best thing that I had ever done because the guy that I moved it to had a degree in engineering and then an advanced degree in finance. Wow. One, it saved me $10,000 right up front. Mm-hmm. And two, I was getting the type of data that I needed to run my company on a daily basis and make the kind of decisions that I needed to make that was going to drive profitability and drive success. And it was phenomenal. I was so used to a certain level. And when I went over there, it moved like level up. not yeah. just one level up. I didn't just level up, I like two leveled up. And yeah. it was phenomenal. And that's what we're hearing from our clients as well, because they were going as generally we, when they're hiring, they start at hiring lower level positions and sure. quickly find that those people that they hired at the lower level positions can move up one or two notches within several months. And that's the exciting part. And that's where the real value comes in because they hired them and they thought they were great value at this position. And then when they move them up one or two notches, they don't have to move them all those, you know, as far as that, that pay grade right away. And it's been awesome. So that's fantastic. And um, you're, you're alluding to some of these now, but, but this, and this is a good segue because I want you to speak to this, describe the types of results that organizations see when they when they do this successfully right because there's plenty of wrong ways to to uh insource remote workers from overseas right <laughs> a lot of probably uh examples of that being done poorly and and results following but when it's done properly um following a methodology that has been proven over a number of years over real world clients and you've gotten these phenomenal results like you have Describe kind of those general results that an organization should expect if they're truly a candidate uh, for this type of arrangement, and what should they what should they expect to uh, to see? First off, I would say the hiring process is easier. One because we take the burden of that. Um, generally, depending on let's say a, a 
an accounting or bookkeeping position, we will often get 300 applicants that we go through. Wow. And then we, yeah, it's, it's amazing how many people and qualified people that we get. And then we will generally distill that down to five for them to, to walk through and they can interview them. They look at the resumes, they get to pick and, and, and guide that, but it takes a whole lot less time from an HR perspective. So that's one thing because a lot of people, depending upon the size of the company, they don't have the resources to, to spend a huge amount of time finding the right people. Two, they're going to typically save between 20 and 50% of your overall costs from hiring domestically. And we're, that's what we tell our clients, and that's what we're seeing borne out in the results. And we have people that, for example, uh, has a very high designation in an accounting. It's a, basically an analyst position. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, they would be paying closer to 100000 or a little bit over for that designation. Wow. Through our company, uh, it's around $40,000. So a $60,000 difference, it's over 50%. And that's on the high side, but that is the type of things that we're seeing. And wow. typically I would say is the savings is generally well above 30, closer to 40%. Okay. Um, in most cases, it depends on what the type of position. So sure. one, you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of savings. And you know, the example I give, if you're a small business owner, you have 10 employees. Mm-hmm. If you know that those employees on average earn $40,000 a year, and you took one of those employees and you put a global staffing member in them. So you didn't reduce headcount. You just replaced one. Maybe they're retiring. You put one in and you were making $100,000 per year in your business. Mm-hmm. All right. And each employee makes $40,000. You have a $25,000 savings. Uh, basically, I'm sorry, 25% savings mm-hmm. on $40,000. That's $10,000. So with one move without reducing headcount, you can add 10% to your bottom line. Right to the bottom. It's unheard of. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the one of the so we have a profitability advantage, mm-hmm. saving time. Some, something we talked about earlier is we find that the, it energizes the people in the business. This is new. They like engaging with new people and having new experiences. And one, it gives them the ability to do more of what they're good at and more of what they love if we do it well. And so like you said, counterintuitively, we're getting higher engagement with internal employees. Now, if you're going to go and fire 10 people to put 10 new people in, that's you're probably not going to see that engagement. But that's not what our people are doing. Our people are going, we'd like to grow the business. We just don't have the capacity or the resources to be able to do it at this time. And if you can help us to do that, that would be awesome. So they find the internal employees are getting more opportunities, not less. Yeah. And so that's the great opportunity because they're also getting to mentor other people. And that's where the real growth happens. You know, when you're working and mentoring, because it gets to cement in your own life, the, all the things that you're trying to share and pass along to them. And right. so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing benefits all around. And this is kind of, it's, I, I don't know that I have specific data, but what we're hearing from our clients is they love our employees' attitudes. They don't feel entitled. Yeah. And they're very respectful and basically they just find that it's very refreshing working with our people. And so I, I would say at every level so far, there's very few things that we're finding that people are going, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, it's different. So sometimes in the beginning, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but once you get through that uncomfortability, they're finding that it works well 
in, in pretty much every area of the business. Uh, again, it, it makes sense, right? When you talk through it, you start thinking through it critically. Uh, it absolutely makes sense. You, you know, you mentioned saving time on the hiring process because of the work that you guys are doing. You had talked about quality before, right? The opportunity of actually leveling up the talent, the skill of the workers. Uh, obviously, the cost savings is not insignificant, quite meaningful. Um, uh, building up the on-site team and then um, just the overall attitude of these remote workers because they're so appreciative and grateful for the opportunity because it is it is truly meaningful to them uh, to, to create that. Um, so as we kind of get to the nuts and bolts of this a little bit, describe or maybe walk us through the process, the staffing global process. You talked a little bit about the hiring process um, and, and that part of it, but in terms of you all being a partner for an organization, kind of walk everybody through what that looks like. That's a great question. So typically what we do is if you're open to the process, we're going to have that conversation beforehand and make sure that one, you know, that you're open, that you're inclusive and you want to bring them into the company and really kind of get them involved. And if you're open to that process, then the next step is really taking your job description for whatever position you have open. Uh, we'll take a look at that. And sometimes we might need to make some tweaks or some modifications to that for the environment or the part of the world that we're working in, or we're looking for that position. So we'll modify that, kind of get back with you, check to make sure that that's what you're looking for. And then we start the search process. Typically, the process takes about a month, three weeks to do the initial searching to find the right candidates and then present you with a slate of candidates. Depending upon the position, uh, if it's a, a very, I would say, technical position, there's not a lot of people out there that are doing it. You know, you might get two or three. Um, when we have, uh, you know, a, a, a broader position like a bookkeeper or some accounting positions, we might get the options of bringing you five or more. And so then we typically present you with the, the resumes, allow you to look them over. Um, generally, the, our costs are right in the upper right hand or corner of the resumes that we're giving you. So there's no hidden cost. You know exactly what the hourly rate is. Mm -hmm. um, everything's included in that. So you can look there and you go, this is my cost. There's no, oh, what are the benefits? All the benefits that we pay on the back end are all included in that. So it makes it very easy to look at this and say, what is the value proposition that this employee or potential employee brings? Then you come back to us and say, I'd like to interview these three, or you can interview all of them. Then we set up those remote interviews. Typically, we're sitting in on that process. So we have people that are sitting in just to make sure that everything's going smoothly if there's any issues or questions. Um, and then you go through that process, you select the candidate, um, then we secure the candidate because we don't just have a pool of applicants sitting in our office waiting. We hire directly for you to make sure that you're getting the best person for the job, not just, oh, let me see if we can put this square peg in this round hole because right. that's what we have available. That's not the process that we work in. It's finding somebody specific for you and for your organization, not just from a skill set, but also from a cultural side. We are also trying to help and make sure that we match that as well. Um, so that we get the greatest results. And then you say, um, then we work on the onboarding process. Once we secure the candidate, typically they're gonna come on in two weeks to a month, somewhere along that range. Then we'll start the onboarding process where we're looking at the technology side, going as of how can we integrate them? Uh, do you want us to integrate them into your email? Would you like to see integrate them in your phone system? What type of software do you need on? And we help you through that process with our IT folks and our onboarding forms so that when the day comes, when we get the employee in, we do a handoff 
and we start the process and you can get uh, rolling right away. Uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, and then the other thing that I think is really important that you guys do, and you alluded to this before, you might speak to it just briefly, is sort of this ongoing support and management of that remote worker over time so that they can become even better uh, team members over a period of time for a given organization. Maybe speak to that uh, briefly. So something that's kind of unique about us and, and part of what our employees are typically working out of our offices, okay. which is a, a little bit unique. So a lot of times people are thinking, oh, there's just a solopreneur and they're working at home and they're just finding somebody overseas, which is not the, our model. Basically, we want and we know that not everybody should work out of their home or not work out of their home all the time. They need that camaraderie, but they also need that that interaction to grow. And so we actually have a center manager while they're not a direct manager. Our, the employees that we give to our companies are managed internally, but we're kind of like in the background supporting them, doing um, regular reviews, um, making sure that we're getting that information in, and then working with the employee to make these small corrections to get them to the next level. And so that's always happening. And we, while we'll try to say this is best practices, we also help take a lead from you saying, hey, we've been doing a review every month and I think uh, we could actually go to every quarter now. And so we do that to make sure that it's not overwhelming for you, but we're still making sure that we're there supporting you. And so if we need to, you know, work on their communication skills, we'll do some of those things. There's certain things that we don't know because we're not part of your business, but things outside of that that are just kind of general education type of requirements, we can go back in and work on the certain skills with them to get them to the next level to bring you even more value. And so that's what we're constantly doing to be there to support you. Um, it's not just, oh, let me find the person, put them right. into place, and then see you later. <laughs> Hope it all works out. That's not what we do. And then that's also because of our process, we can provide the guarantee that we do. Um, and that is we provide 100% money back guarantee wow. on our work. <laughs> wow. So, well, you kind of set that up. So uh, describe that for everybody real quick. So basically, we have the awesome in three or it's free. Um, And basically what that means is you have up to three months to try it out. If you don't like it for any reason, we'll give you all your money back. You know, because what I wanted to do, and that actually comes from the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, where they talked about uh, a win-lose guarantee. So even if you, quote, lose, you still win. Um, This doesn't happen. We don't just throw something against the wall and see what sticks. We want to make sure that we're spending the appropriate amount of time to find you the right person for your organization. And we want you to know that we're as committed to you as you are to us. Mm -hmm. And I really felt as like, how would I do that? What would I want (laughs) if I was hiring somebody and I already do, but what would I want if this is, if I didn't know much about this, how would I know that they're really serious about this? Because I still pay the employee. (laughs) Sure. This is all on, this is all on me, you know? And so am I serious enough and do I believe enough in my product and in my service? And I was like, yes, I do. And I want to make sure that the people that are using it are incredibly happy and are getting the value that they're needing. And so that's what I put out there to make sure that, you know, they could feel comfortable moving forward. And uh, I think that that three months is a good is a good point. You know, we generally find that, you know, we'll know within a couple of weeks where the, where the issues are. 
And then we start working on that within the next month, they're kind of smoothed out. And from a month and a half on, we generally find it smooth sailing. So you got 90 days to figure this out. And if you don't like it, we'll give it all back. But that's very rare. And sure. we're finding that based upon my history and in industry, we are getting a much lower, uh, much higher retention rate uh, or lower attrition rate than I would see here in the States. Sure. That's phenomenal. That's a fantastic uh, opportunity for someone to engage, to go through the process, to have the experience uh, and to prove to themselves, right? To prove for their own organization that it does work or for some reason it doesn't, they're completely protected. Um, that's, that's really great. So, Bill, thank you so much for the time and being willing to have this conversation and kind of talk through this model. Again, I, I wanted to have this conversation and be able to share it with folks because I think it is, especially in today's world, but even moving far into the future, I think this is the model of the future for staffing. I think the hybrid staffing model is the model of the future and, and you're making it the model of the present, which I think is fantastic. So again, thank you for your insight, thank you for your expertise in sharing this today. If someone wants to get access to you, have a conversation, find out more about Staffing Global, the services you all provide, talk with you about a potential hire or project, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can look up staffdifferent.com or staff they can- different, Staffdifferent.com, okay. Staffdifferent.com or they can email me, B, B Keller at staffdifferent.com as well. Or feel free to reach out to me on uh, telephone if you're still using those. It's 717-471-7498. Excellent. Okay, fantastic. And we'll make sure and include that information too uh, when we post the video. Um, Bill, thank you again for the time and the expertise. I know this will be tremendously valuable for everybody who's listening. And we'll look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete the short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high-value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.